Yes, what's going on everyone? Welcome back to the brand new season of the Rugby Muscle Podcast. Today's podcast is going to be taking a big old step back and addressing the whole layer of how you should be approaching your rugby strength and conditioning. So we're going to go back all the way to the start of time where there was no rugby no humans, nothing except biology. And then we're going to look at what it is that you need to get better. I mean, we're not going all the way back to that, but we are going back to, I mean, we are touching on biology because we're going to take a step back and really understand what it is that you need to uh, lay out and uh, effectively do a strength and condition program. Because I think this is something that a lot of rugby players miss. Um, we're going to gloss over a few things. We're going to take a look at a bigger picture. So if you have any questions, um, you can respond to the Q&A that appears on your Spotify feed, or you can pop a comment down below in the YouTube feed. In fact, do those two things anyway. Um, ask any questions that you have because those questions will turn into future podcasts. Of course, if you're watching on YouTube, or Spotify, I mean, any interaction is positive interaction. Uh, it, it helps feed those algorithms. It helps build um, new, um, how do I say this? It helps build the brand of Rubby Muscle on those platforms, which then means it feeds into more people's fe feeds. And obviously, because we came away from the podcast, we've dropped down in the feeds quite a bit. So that helps us climb our way back. And of course, leaving reviews is another thing that you can absolutely do, um, particularly on Spotify. Just hit those three dots if you haven't done so already. A lot of people did from just that first uh, episode and a half. So really thank you to those guys that did. If you haven't done so, takes two seconds hit those three dots rate the show give us five stars or thumbs up on the youtube channel and hit subscribe so that you don't miss any more of these videos and in fact you can wait on hitting subscribe listen to this podcast if you if you haven't hit subscribe listen to this whole podcast and if you feel like i've earned your subscription at the end this is something that you need to pay attention to then hit subscribe and join us on our journey so today we are going to go over um how I approach strength and condition, how you should approach strength and condition uh, for yourself as an amateur rugby player. I think this is something that people get so wrong because rather than looking at what they need, they just look at another program and then they try and shoehorn how they can make that work for themselves and, and what they need. And, and that, whether that program be a bodybuilding program or a general fitness program, or it's a CrossFit program or whatever it is, it's not, um, even or even a quote-unquote rugby-specific program from another rugby team. They just take something else and then they try and make that work for themselves. And it, it takes a little bit of effort, as you're going to see in this podcast, but the, the it's really the only way to make a program that is going to improve your rugby performance. And it, and it goes over three key areas. Firstly, the actual physical outcomes that you're looking for. So that's number one. What is it? The, what are your physical outcomes? And number two, the actual practicalities of implementing that training. And then number three, simplification and specification. So we'll go into those three areas for this episode. So without further ado, let's do that. So physical outcomes needed to improve your rugby performance. So in order to 
actually develop your physical capabilities and physical capacity to improve your rugby performance, there are five key areas that you need to look at. This isn't just a, like, you can already see how we're not looking at, okay, number one, bench press, number two, deadlift. These are effective exercises because they look like rugby. No, we're looking at what are the physical cap- capacities that you need to be good at in order to play rugby well, okay? What, what do you demand of your body? Because if you just look at it, you know, general fitness programs, they're all general and that's okay, but you're not looking for general results. You're looking for the results that are going to make you a better rugby player. So those five areas are going to be aerobic conditioning, strength and size, which is just one area because they're so closely related, um, movement quality, speed, and power. Those are the five capacities, capabilities that really that and and you can dig in deeper on all of those things, but those are the five capacities, capabilities, outcomes that you will be training for when it comes to your strength and conditioning training. Now, what you do to achieve those, we'll get on to in a second, but those are the five things that you need to do. And if you excel at those five things, you've given, you're not necessarily guaranteeing that you're going to be a good rugby player, right? Because you've got your skills, your tactics, everything else. But you've given yourself the most potential to play well. Now, you know, I think they are kind of in order as well. So aerobic conditioning, absolutely essential, right? Having a strong cardiovascular base allows you to play at your top capability throughout the whole of the 80 minutes. Um, And I know a lot of people think that it's not about being uh, aerobically strong. A lot of uh, rugby activities are anaerobic. But for me, that's all all your high-intensity actions, right? Your carries, your tackles, your rucks, etc. That's all covered by speed, strength, power, all the other things that are in play, right? But the whole game, how you recover from those actions, are absolutely aerobic. 95% of rugby is spent walking, uh, standing still or jogging and during those times what you're doing is breathing a little bit heavy because you're recovering from those other big actions and that's where your aerobic system comes into play so it's absolutely vital that you're aerobically strong also being aerobically strong will allow you to um, train better and has a whole host of other benefits but understand that's one absolute physical capability that you should be training thought with your strength and conditioning Additionally, strength and size obviously play a significant role in rugby. Obviously, strength and uh, muscle mass, it, you know, it's going to give you the greater potential to tackle, ruck, scrummage, all of your physical uh, contact situations, but also allows you to a certain extent your all of the other cap- capabilities as well, such as sprinting, um, and changing direction, that stuff, like if you have nice, big, strong muscles, and that maybe not necessarily big, but strong muscles, you're allow, you, you allow, allowing yourself a big chance of putting more force into the ground to move faster as well. But most important, obviously, is all of the big contact situations. Rugby is a collision sport, and therefore being big and strong is going to be in your advantage. Now, of course, when it comes to rugby, that's not the only thing we've already mentioned aerobic being aerobic uh, conditioning being one big thing but also how well you move so if you're really big and really strong but you don't have you you move you know like a uh, like a jumbo jet you're not going to play rugby well so it, it, they all tie into each other right there it, it, most fitness programs as i mentioned at the top of the show focus mo- mainly on looking better so it's fitness in air quotes 
But if you do that things and you look well, but you don't move well, that's not going to enhance your capability for rugby. And that's we'll get onto that in a second. So movement quality, we're talking about mobility, flexibility, I guess, as well, and, and also body control. So allowing you to move around the field as efficiently as possible, allowing you to get into different positions, allowing you to evade tackles, getting good body positioning during certain actions all of that stuff is enhanced by your movement quality and also your movement quality is probably i can't say this for sure but i would i would like to argue that it would give you the best chance of staying injury free as well and then finally we've got speed which is obviously that's obvious its effects on rugby but again it's a capability that you should be training for but not a lot of people do and then power so the combination of speed and strength um yeah, it's going to give you a lot of opportunities to outmaneuver opponents, to um, you know beat your opponents in one-on-one situations. If you if you if you're nice and explosive, um, getting through defensive situations, you know, or, or getting through defenses, um, and, and in in many different situations, being powerful is going to be important. So you can be really strong. You can be really if you're really strong, there's a good chance that you're decently powerful already because those lighter weights. You can just move faster because they're they're lighter to you, but that might be still heavy for someone that is weak. So these all interrelate very closely. But the main point I want you to understand here is that it's not just one thing. It's not just two things. It's those five things almost close enough to being of equal importance, right? And so you should train those like they're all of equal importance, not just train. Like most people listen to this, for example, that are looking for a program and are already training, probably are already quite strong and big enough for their position. Now, if that's the case, is it worth your time doing five sessions still lifting weights and doing you know, 10 minutes of those sessions, potentially doing your aerobic conditioning and doing zero speed, right? You're starting to see why just adapting another program is probably not going to be the most beneficial way for you. So you've got to look at those five aspects and you've got to look at how those five aspects play for you. We'll talk about that a little bit more as we get into the simplification and specification. But before that, let's talk about the second thing, which is the practicalities of your training. So when it comes to training, you've got to understand that the training process is a repeated effect that comes over the course of weeks and into months. So I could not give much of a shit at all for how well you've trained for two weeks or three weeks or even a month. If you've done a month of perfect training, could not give a shit because you can get decent results in a month. But over six months, if you stay consistent, you can get something amazing. Over a year, then you can really revolutionize your rugby performance. And you can only do that if you've committed to a realistic training schedule because life is inevitably going to get in the way. Motivation is inevitably going to wane. And what you're left is left with is how much you can actually train. So yes, there is some argument to being dedicated and to finding the time to train, but also just being realistic. So looking at your schedule and ensuring that you can make a minimum amount of sessions, whether that's two, three, four, whatever it is, identifying when you can train is so vitally important. There's no use finding a program 
that is four or five times a week if you can only hit you can only train three times well there's no use training find a, a weights program that trains you five times a week if you know you can train five times a week but you also need to train your speed or your conditioning or you're in season and you need that day off before rugby or you need the day off after rugby or you you know what i mean or you don't want to go into your rugby game depleted and and feeling tired from that whole week of training or from the day before if it induces dom so you got to understand the practicalities of implementing any training program into your schedule and what how what effect that's going to have on your life now you can absolutely prioritize rest and recovery by making sure you've also got days off but you can also prioritize rest and recovery just by making sure that you've got lighter days and you're not overly demanding of your schedule so you're not waking up at 4 a.m and going to bed at midnight you're not missing out on every single social occasion because you've got a hashtag sacrifice to win or whatever it is you know you're being realistic and you're you're sticking with a with a schedule that you realistically think to yourself that you could stick to for months on end that's the winning formula and only once you found that schedule then can you figure out okay let's move on to what i need to do within that schedule and that's where we get into the simplification and specification right when i talk about being rugby specific i'm not talking about being rugby specific as in um training the movements of rugby right i'm not trying to make a squat look like a tackle i'm not trying to make my overhead press look like a a line out lift what i'm trying to do is get stronger because that's my weakness and that's what's holding me back in rugby and then of course if i am stronger if i have a stronger squat if i have a stronger uh, upper body uh, um, pushing capacity i'm going to be better at line out lifting I don't have to do that in the gym. I don't have to mimic the rugby movements or even the rugby, um, you know, timings as well. I don't have to try to sprint for 30 seconds or rest for 30 seconds because that's what happened on one plate. No, I'm, I'm trying to improve my aerobic capacity because that's where I'm weak. Okay, you're not trying to mimic the game. You're trying to uh, find out what the demands of the game are, and I've already said them. You've got to try to find out what you need to improve as far as those demands go, and then you train those things. That's how we're specific, okay? So if you're someone that lacks size and strength, that's where you need to devote a lot of your time. If you're already pretty big and pretty strong, adding five kilos onto a 200-kilo squat is going to make a minimal difference to your game it could potentially make you a little bit stronger, a little bit better. But if you hold a 200 kilo squat or even get weaker at that squat and you can only squat 195 kilos, but you spent time dedicated on your your speed work and you got significantly faster, that is going to improve your rugby performance. So being rugby specific is about divvying up that time or divvying up your, your needs into the time that you found available okay so you found you've you've looked at your rugby you've no you've looked at your schedule you figured out okay these are the days i can train and then you've looked at the needs of rugby and your specific needs where you're weak where you need to adapt and you've put them as priority so maybe if i can train four times a week and i'm really slow but i'm already big pretty strong fit enough maybe Two of those sessions are going to be speed focused. And then even the other two sessions could be, one could be an aerobic session, which is just tempos. Maybe it could be um, some sort of tempo in the gym followed by some light weights work. Perfect. Then I've hit fitness and I've done a little bit of uh, strength, a little bit of um, hypertrophy work so that I don't get smaller, so that I don't regress. But that takes not a lot. 
And then the other session could be a power session or could be uh, just a full weight session or could be a, a another conditioning. But I'm already pretty fit, so I don't need that conditioning session. I'm going to use that fourth session as a power session. Perfect. I figure out how that's going to work in my week. Boom. I've got my program. It, the camera zoomed out as I hear said boom there. So hopefully that makes sense. Okay, we're not taking other programs and trying to shoehorn your own programming. Instead, what we're doing is we're being specific for what you need to improve, what capabilities you need to improve, what outcomes you need to train for, and then with we're we're divvying that those training outcomes over the week, and then from there, that's that's essentially how to structure a rugby strength and conditioning program. Um, from there. One last thing that we want to touch on is simplification, right? So once we've done that, we want to keep this program as simple as possible simply because that allows us to continually improve. If we're trying to overcomplicate programs, if we're trying to overcomplicate how our training looks, it's very easy for that training to go south. It's very easy for us not to um, want to train because that training uh, program is too hard. Maybe if we're, we're pushing ourselves too awkward or it's just too awkward, makes things a lot harder. Whereas if you just simplify it, you know you need to get stronger, boom, five by three or or three times three, you know, or whatever it is, you know, five, three, one, even, you know, for, and it doesn't have to be back squats. It could be reverse lunges because we're not training like power lifters. We're training just to be stronger. From there, we can, yeah, we can continue to simplify. If it's sprinting, and I've never done sprinting before, guess what? I'm just going to go out and I'm going to go warm up. I'm going to do warm up and then I'm going to go 80%, 90% for a couple sprints. And then I'm just going to go 20 meters as fast as I can. And I'm going to practice that. That is going to, if I do two months of that, I'm going to get faster. And then I need to worry about, okay, now how do I make this more advanced? How do I um, what positions am I starting to look for? But if you really simplify it, that allows you not to continually try and look for whatever shiny object there is on social media that distracts you to make it a new complicated. Because the reality of training, as I've already alluded to, is that your results will come over a long period of time, over months, okay? The idea of this, these funky training methods, more often than not, is not a case of, of making things more effective it's a case of changing things up because training can get boring now for me because rugby has those five different demands that you can always continually train for there's always one area that you can um, improve quite quickly and see yourself improve kind of week to week particularly if you're changing up movements effectively it's particularly if you're um you know, if you've got your programming sorted quite well, your progression from week to week should be somewhat, somewhat noticeable. And so you don't need to overcomplicate this. You don't need to uh, do loads of drop sets for muscle size. Like when your only training uh, outcome that you're looking for is muscle size, yeah, that's when like we, we, we ring that sponge because we want to make it more fun. We want to feel like we're doing more to to get ourselves bigger. But reality is getting bigger just means staying in the gym, lifting weights for long enough and eating enough. And you will slowly over time get bigger. Like and and especially when you think about after the first couple of years, like putting on 1 to 2 kilos a year is phenomenal progress for the vast majority of people. 
if that's your only training goal, yeah, of course you're going to have to make your training uh, a little bit more fancy. But if you can continually rotate through with like sort of a block periodization style, then you can have those five different cap- uh, capacities to train for operating at different levels so that you can you know, ramp one or two all the way up and then put the rest on the back burner. We're not trying to get better at everything. It's just not the way it's going to work. That comes under specification, but it also comes under simplification, right? You don't want to, like, you just doing extra fancy bicep stuff. It's cool, but it's not going to improve your rugby performance. Um, it's not something that you really need to stress over. If you want to do 21s, right, uh, old school, those who know what 21s are, then yeah, sure, crack on, do 21s, that's fine. But don't but don't do it because it's the most optimal. But also, don't feel like you have to optimize your bicep training. Don't feel like that that's going to hold you back either. You know, just get, just get some work done in those capacities and you're going to improve. Or outsource the whole thing. You know where to find me. Rugby-muscle.com forward slash elite to apply for coaching. Um, I'll put the links to all of the rugby muscle, uh, the ways that you can work with me and uh, and rugby muscle in the description below. But otherwise, right, in conclusion, incorporating targeted strength and conditioning training into your routine is going to greatly enhance your rugby performance as an amateur rugby player. You know that, okay? But what you probably didn't know is that really enhancing your performance as a rugby player comes down to um, getting more condition getting bigger and stronger, moving better, getting faster, and getting more powerful. Train for those five things. You don't have to train specific rugby-specific movements. You just have to train to increase those cap- cap- capacities as far as, it, as as far as it pertains to rugby, okay? From there, you need to make sure that you're sticking to a schedule that you can stick to in the long term. So you're balancing your rugby training, your strength and conditioning sessions, and your life, your work, your school, your family, your social obligations, all of that stuff is balanced so that you can stick to this in the long term. Then you're training specifically for your needs within that week. So you've figured out what you need to do. You've put that within the week. And that's it. You're not trying to worry about any other areas. You're not looking for this other area that you're missing. Or you're not looking for this other technique that you weren't doing that you didn't know that you needed. That's all you need to do. And from there, watch your rugby performance skyrocket. Okay? If you're confused about any of this stuff, um, ask me a question on any of these feeds. Or, of course, you can reach me at Rugby Muscle on Instagram. Slide into the DMs. That's probably the easiest way you'll get a response um or at least at least it's the easiest way for you just to send a message everyone's on instagram these days so if you enjoyed this episode and i did only a subscription make sure you hit subscribe um and those five star reviews and comments or thumbs up on the youtube channel all appreciate thank you guys so much for listening i'll catch you in the next one <laughs>